tonight we have the pastor of Indian Hills Baptist Church with us and I'm excited to hear from Brother Don again and he's preached for us before and it's been some time ago now 
but I'm looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us. Again, his uh, daughter, of course, his daughter, his wife is the daughter. <laughs> now, she looks like his daughter, but <clears throat> is that a good save, Becky? Yeah. She's the daughter. His wife is the daughter of Brother Dave Herman over there and Cheryl. And boy, I'll tell you what, um, Brother Dave did something right, didn't he? That's good. She was in my youth group, and I can tell you this. She was mean and nasty. She was a tough hombre. She looked sweet as punch, but, buddy, I'll tell you what. She'd punch you. Okay, so anyway, I have to let Brother Don preach a little bit, get a little bit of joy in his life, because I know it's got to be rough on him. No, <laughs> um, Oh, I know. That's rough, isn't it? But, hey, you know what? That's what youth directors do. They're, they're allowed to get on people. Uh, preachers are kind of, you know, we're not allowed to do that so much. People get really mad at preachers. But youth directors, they go, ah, I'm just a youth director. So anyway, that was me years and years ago. Brother Don, we're excited to hear from, what, from you and what the Lord has for us today through you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Mark. Appreciate you. Amen. Good to be here tonight. Thank you so much for being here on a Wednesday night. I sure appreciate you. I know many of you work today, and you could be somewhere else but you decided to come to church, and I sure appreciate that so very much, and so thank you so much for being here. Brother Mark, it's always been a privilege to stand behind his pulpit. I think it was some 19 or 20 years ago at the old building. I, as a young preacher, still probably in just graduating Bible college, he let me preach for his church over there. Same, many of you probably still here that long ago. And then a couple of years ago, I got the opportunity to preach here in the new auditorium. And let me just say, it's always amazing when we pull onto this campus here and what God has done with you folks and your faithfulness to the Lord. And I sure appreciate you and thank you for everything that you have done throughout all the years. You've got a wonderful pastor and a wonderful pastor's wife, and you better thank God for them every single day. They say the average pastor stays in a church for two years. And you've got one that's just stuck with you for a long time. And many of you have stuck with him for a long time. And so I'm the same way. We just celebrated our seventh anniversary as pastor at Indian Hills Baptist Church. And I've been there with the assistant pastor for 11 years before that. But that, a week ago Sunday... We celebrated our seventh year, and my people, we just appreciate our folks so much and thank God for them, but thank you so much for being here. I do want to introduce my family to you. She is my wife and not my daughter. That's the second time in our relationship that somebody thought I was her dad, but Becky, would you and Megan and Sarah stand up for us, please? I, I appreciate them. I can't do what I do without them, and I appreciate my girls. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. I've never preached and looked at myself in the mirror in the camera up there. So the, the camera does really add about 50 pounds. So, so, uh, but uh, if you have your Bibles tonight, take them and turn to 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter number 11. Very familiar passage of Scripture here. Very familiar, but it's Wednesday night. And Wednesday night, usually at our church, we do Bible study. So instead, of it may, it may not be a, a preachy service tonight, but it will be. We'll use our Bibles, and so I hope that you'll follow along. I want to take you somewhere if you'll allow me to, and I want to, I'll get there, but you're going to need to use your Bible so you can understand what we're talking about here. Now, <clears throat> I've, I've realized something, though. The same people... They, I'm from Louisiana. I probably talk a little different than most of you are, are listen, used to listening to. We were at uh, Top Golf yesterday, and the waiter was there. He said, "You're not from around here, are you?" I said, "No, sir, I'm not." And it's the same way when somebody from the north comes to south. You can pick them up just like that. And you're not from around here, so 
But I found something out. Same types of folks in this church are the same types of folks in my church. It's okay to smile. It's okay. Nobody's going to say anything to you if you do. It's okay. I tell our church all the time, if you hear something that you like, you can say amen. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. The walls will not fall down. I promise you that. And if you really get excited, you can even say praise the Lord if you want to. And it's okay if you want to raise a hand, especially this music. Look, if you're tired of that music, I'll take every one of these musicians and all the singers and bring them down south with me, and we'll have a time with them. Appreciate what God has given you here. Just appreciate that. This music, you don't see this in many churches. Make sure you, you appreciate what God has given you. But it is okay. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Christian that does not like to have a good time. I, like, I love having a good time. So if you hear something that's funny, it's okay to laugh. If you hear something you agree with, it's okay to say amen. If you want to get excited, you may not. But if you do, say glory to God. Now don't tell me you don't get excited because we passed the Cleveland Brown Stadium today. And I thought, all these Cleveland Brown fans up here, I guarantee you, if they go back to the playoffs, there'll be some of you excited. We shouldn't be more excited about football than we are about Jesus Christ. I'm a Saints fan, diehard Saints fan, but I'm not going to get as excited about them as I do the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you have your Bible, 2 Samuel chapter number 11. 2 Samuel chapter number 11. Shall we stand, please? And I'll read verses 1 through 5. Then I'll pray and we can sit down. But keep your Bibles open. We'll use them through the book. If you would, 2 Samuel chapter number 11, look at verse number 1. And it came to pass after the year was expired, and at the times when king, kings went forth to battle, that David sent Joab, his servants, with him, and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Amnon, and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed, and he walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came in unto him. And he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanliness, and she returned unto her house. Verse number 5, And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. Father, I ask that you take the next few moments. And Lord, I don't take lightly the opportunity that you've given me here. And Holy Spirit of God, I sure do need you to fill me with your power tonight to give this truth to your people. Lord, I ask that you'd speak to our hearts, please. In the next few moments, do the work that only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Brother Mark asked me to preach Sunday morning. He said, would you preach for me? I said, yes, sir, I would preach for you. He said, when do you want? I said, whatever you want me to do, I'm here to Wednesday. If you would pray for us, we're leaving tomorrow, heading back to Louisiana. We'll try to make it halfway about Nashville or somewhere on the other side of Nashville. And then we'll go on in Friday. So if you'd pray for us as we travel, we would appreciate that. As soon as Brother Mark asked me to, to preach, usually what happens, I mean, a sermon popped into my mind. I said, thank you, Lord, that's exactly what I'll preach. And then Sunday night, he got up and preached almost my exact same. You asked my wife, I said, he's preaching my sermon. 
It wasn't the exact same outline, but it was the same character. So I said, I can't preach that one. And so I, I'll be honest with you, Monday I was studying and, and I got it narrowed down. And I told my wife today, I've got it narrowed down to two messages. I just don't know which one the Lord would have me to preach. And later on, about 4 o'clock this afternoon, I just asked the Lord and he, he pointed me to this one. So I don't know why the Lord does what He does. I just want to always listen to what the Lord has for us. And, and we come tonight to, to David and Bathsheba, the very familiar passage. And you know it, if you've been in Sunday school any time, and you may be here tonight, and maybe a new Christian, and that's okay. But you may not understand, David was a famous king and a successful king as a young man, had a desire to serve God, and he loved God. And he became king. You know, he killed the giant Goliath, and God used him in a great and a mighty way. He was skilled in many areas, and if it was, he would have been somebody that you wanted to have your little boys look up to and say, hey, be like David. That's who you want him to be like. And, and one day, flesh is flesh, one day he stayed home and didn't do what he was supposed to do. I say that tonight to tell you this. Twenty years ago when I preached my first service for Community Baptist Temple, there are some people here tonight, and there are some people that aren't here tonight. And it's because of sin. And tonight in about 30 minutes when they have service at, at Indian Hills Baptist Church, and 30 years ago when that church was started, and we had our first service, and, and 30 years ago there were some people there that are not there today. Because of sin. And not because somebody sinned. Because of the hurt of sin. Because of the hurt of sin. So we're going to kind of go through, and then I want to preach to you on that subject tonight, the hurt of sin. But we understand David, he messed up. There's no doubt about that. David got right. But if you'll take your Bibles, hold it here. We have David having an affair with Bathsheba, and then he tried to cover his sin. And as he tried to cover his sin, he tried to have her husband killed. And matter of fact, he did have her husband killed. But thank God for an old preacher that wasn't going to... He found out about it. And he, I don't know what he looked like, but I got a feeling and picture in my mind. And I, he went to David on that behalf. And he stood up to David Thanks be to God there was a preacher that would stand up to a king. You understand, at his command, Nathan the preacher could have been dead. But he did right anyway. Take your Bibles, turn to 2 Samuel chapter number 12. 2 Samuel chapter number 12, if you would, and look down at verse number 11. 2 Samuel verse, uh, chapter 12, verse number 11. This is Nathan. Notice it, thus saith the Lord. Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of the sun. For thou didst what? Secretly. But I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. And David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And my friend, when we do sin, it is against the Lord. Also hath put uh, excuse me, also hath put away the sin and shall not uh, shall, he shall not die. Howbeit verse fourteen, because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die, and then Nathan leaves. You have Nathan coming to David, and David gets right. Take your Bibles though. If you would, turn to 2 Samuel chapter number 13. A very familiar passage. And by the way, can I say this to you? Husband, if you were to sin, it's going to hurt more than you. It's going to hurt more than your wife. It's going to hurt your kids. And we find that in David's life. David's ministry was never the same after the sin with Bathsheba. 
You study it out. I thought of two preachers today in the 80s. They were going, to, Coliseums would be filled with these preachers. They were not Baptist preachers, but they were on TV, great TV ministry, had great influence, and both of these preachers, right around the same time, fell into sin. Both of them still on TV today. Both of them still have ministries, but their ministries are never, not a, a imp. Uh, just a tiny thing of what they could have been or what they used to be. And sin will cause hurt. But we find David sinning with Bathsheba. We find Nathan standing up and telling him he was wrong. We find David getting right in 2 Samuel chapter number 13. This very familiar passage is where Tamar is raped by her brother or stepbrother Amnon. And you'll find this if you read this passage of Scripture in 2 Samuel chapter 13. But let's pick it up in verse number 20 if you would. Verse number 20 of 2 Samuel chapter 13. The deed has been done. Notice verse number 20. And Absalom, Tamar's brother, her brother said unto her, Hath Amnon thy brother been with thee? But hold now thy peace, my sister. He is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother's Absalom's house. Verse 21. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very what? Talk to me now. He was very what? Roth. He was upset. Let me ask you a question. If you found out that your daughter had just been raped, would you be upset? Sure you would. Don't come messing with my children. I'm telling you, I'd be upset. Somebody, I'm going to be in jail. Something's going to happen, and we find that King David was very upset. He was very wroth, and Absalom, her brother, was very upset. He was mad, and he was waiting for somebody to do something. Notice, if you would, verse 22. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good or bad, for Absalom hated Amnon, because he had forced his sister. There was hate in his heart now for his brother. Look at verse 23. And it came to pass after how many years? Two full years that Absalom had sheep shears in Belzor, which was beside Ephraim. And Absalom invited all the king's son, and he invited Amnon. And you know the story, how he, had, he killed, had Amnon killed. Why? Two years after he raped his sister. Can I ask you a question? Why didn't David do something about it? That was his son. Why didn't David do something about it? Because a year later, a year before that, David did the same thing with Bathsheba. What's he supposed to do? His son just watched what he did. Hey, Dad, be very careful. Mom, be very careful. They watch what we do. So we find David with Bathsheba. We find Nathan comes to David and tells him he needs to get right, and David does get right. We find that his daughter and Amnon uh, were, had a relationship, and Amnon forced himself on, his, on Tamar. And we've noticed that Absalom hated Amnon, and he had him killed. Now, if you would, take your Bibles, turn to 2 Samuel chapter number 13. 2 Samuel chapter number 13. I'm sorry, we were just there. Look at verse number 37. Verse number 37. So Amnon is now dead because his brother Absalom waited two years for dad to do something. Notice verse 37. But Absalom fled and went to Talamai, the son of Amenahud, king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there how many years? 
He waited two years for dad to do something. Absalom did something about it. Then he leaves and he's gone to Gezer for three years. So we're now talking five years since his sister has been raped. Dad still has not done anything about it. Remember I told you the hurt of sin? It's the hurt of sin. Absalom waited. Nothing happened. He handled it. He was kicked out. And so now we're looking five years later. Well, there's Joab and Absalom. They were close. Joab was responsible for getting Absalom back to the kingdom in chapter number 14. And if you'll read chapter number 14, you'll find that Absalom is allowed to come back to the kingdom. If you'd take your Bibles, turn to uh, chapter number 14 and look at verse number 23, if you would, you're going to find that Absalom's allowed to come back to the king. But notice what the king said. Verse number 23, So Joab arose and went to Gezer and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. And the king said, Let him turn to his own house and let him not see my face. So Absalom turned to his own house and saw not the king's face. Can I ask you a question? Could you go three years without seeing your kid? Even if you're upset with him. Something's very wrong there. Something's very wrong there. If you can go three years without seeing somebody, even though they've hurt you, if you can go that long, something is not right. Notice, if you would, verse number 28 of the same chapter. So Absalom dwelt two full years in Jerusalem and saw not the king's face. He was gone to Gezer three years. Now he's back in the kingdom and he's dwelt there two years and not even seen his dad. So for five years, he's not seen the king's face. Think about that. Five years not seeing your children. With COVID, it's been 18 months since we've seen mom and dad. That's a long time. I could not imagine five years without seeing my in-laws or my mom. They never got it right. Let me give you some statements. Statement number one, sin happens in a moment. It should be taken care of in a moment. Sin happens in a moment. And it ought to be taken care of in a moment. The longer sin goes unpunished, hate and bitterness sets in. The longer sin goes and not dealt with, it causes more hurt than help. Go back, if you would, to chapter number 13. Uh, first Samuel, excuse me, Second Samuel chapter number 13, and look at verse number 21. Verse number 21. But when David the king heard of these things, he was very angry. But you remember, he didn't deal with it. I wonder if David would have dealt with it right then, in chapter number 13, how this thing would have turned out different. I wonder if Amnon would have been killed by Absalom if David would have simply handled it right then. Let them get it out and let them talk about it. Let them get upset with each other, but, but have a way of healing back and getting it over with and, and letting the wounds heal that were there. But David did nothing about it. Number one, sin happens in a moment. It should be taken care of the moment it happens. It was probably 16, 15 or 16 years ago. Some of the best Christians that I know had sin in their family, an accusation. 
It's 10 o'clock at night. My wife answers the phone. And by the way, she said, she said, are you serious? I said, somebody's been in a car wreck and they're dead. She hung up the phone and told me what happened. I said, I'm going to their house. And as I walked into their living room, the whole family's there and everybody's crying. There's tears everywhere. And the best man that I know, he said, Brother Don, i got to leave the church. I said, why? No accusation against him. It was a family member. He said, I'm shamed. He said, I'm shamed. I said, you're not leaving the church. I said, give it three weeks. Give it three weeks. It'll be uncomfortable. It won't, but this thing, this thing will be done with in three weeks. He trusted me. And still to this day, they're in our church, some of the best Christians that I know. And you know what? God took care of it. The accusation turned out to be nothing. But it was still the shock factor. And it was still that it was all there. And, and some, that the sin that supposedly happened. And all those things happened. But they were about to leave the church. Why? Because they were shamed. And that's what sin does. But my friend, if we don't handle sin as soon as it happens, it causes more hurt in the future. Statement number two. When sin is not dealt with, it will cause you problems later in your life. When sin is not dealt with, it will cause you problems later in your life. We all have those sins that we kind of push to the side. Trust me, if we don't deal with them, later on, they're going to hurt us. You take somebody that smokes and has a nicotine addiction. I used to. Thank God I don't. You take that, later on down the road, it's going to cause them problems. You take somebody who drinks alcohol. Oh, it may be fun at first, but later on down the road, it's going to cause them problems. You take somebody that's looking at things they shouldn't be looking at, and oh man, they may have it okay right now, but later on down the road, it's going to cause them some problems. It's going to cause you some problems. David messed up and he sinned with Bathsheba, but he didn't handle the sin just like that. Absalom kills his brother. You find out that he just didn't handle the sin. So what happens later on? It causes David trouble. When sin is not dealt with, it will cause you problems later in life. Look at 2 Samuel chapter number 15. We have another person on the scene. 2 Samuel chapter number 15. A, a confidant, if you would. A friend of David's, if you would. A counselor, somebody that David trusted, 2 Samuel 15. Look at verse number 12. And Absalom sent Ahithophel, the Gileanite, David's who? Counselor. From his city, even to Gilo, while he offered sacrifices, and the conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with who? Absalom. Absalom's starting to steal the hearts of the people. Absalom is trying to get the people to turn to him. Look at verse 31. And one told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolish saying. So now we have Ahithophel on the scene. You say, Brother Don, what does he have to do with it? You just wait a minute and we'll figure it out. But he, cho- he chose Ahithophel, this longtime friend of David, this longtime counselor of David, this longtime confidant of David, he chose to go with Absalom. I wonder why. Take your Bibles, turn back to 2 Samuel chapter number 11. 
Why do you think Ahithophel would side with Absalom? He knew who David was. Look at verse number 3 of 2 Samuel chapter 11. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba the daughter of who? Elim, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. That's just a little statement. No big deal. God has a reason for every word in this book that we hold. Take your Bibles, turn to 2 Samuel, if you would, chapter 23. 2 Samuel, chapter number 23. 2 Samuel, chapter 23, verse number 34. You'll have a list here of David's mighty men, I believe. Look at verse number 34. Eliphalet, the son of Ahashabah, the son of, of the Machathite. Notice it. Eliam, the son of who? Eliam, the son of Ahithophel. Did you see what your Bible said? Eliam, the son of Ahithophel. Ahithophel is David's right-hand man. He has children and he's, he's working for David in his house and every day he puts his kids to bed at night and there's Helium. And as they grow up, we find that his kids have killed children and one of his grandchildren was named Bathsheba. That's the one David had an affair with. Now I love my children. But you grandparents, how many grandparents we got in here tonight? Raise your hand. Something happened to you when you became a grandparent. My mama would tan my high for littlest old thing. She becomes a grandparent, and those two right there can't do anything wrong. Sarah was a little baby one time, and my mom, uh, she was getting ornery. We were at a store, and I was going to take her in the store to spank her. She said, don't you spank that baby. I said, well, you better just turn around and go the other way, because I'm going to spank this child. But they can get away with murder with Grandma. And Grandpa, they get away with anything that they want to. I'm looking at her, and my kids will do the same things I did when I was their age. And I mean, my sweet little 75-year-old mom, she came around the corner one time when me and my sister were arguing with a broomstick, broke it over my head. She still denies it to this day, does she not? I just don't remember that. Well, I sure do. It made an impression. Let your grandkids get away with murder. Can you imagine the scene? Can you imagine Bathsheba coming to Grandpa? As they greet, when my Grandpa was alive, every time I saw him, he'd stand up, I'd give my Grandpa a big hug. I can imagine, as Bathsheba walked into Grandpa's house, he stood up, and she come and gave him a big hug, but this hug lasted a little longer. She said, Grandpa, I'm in trouble. Every grandparent, if you ever heard those words from your grandchild, you'd do everything you could to help them. Can you imagine Bathsheba saying, I'm pregnant, but it's not with my husband's baby, it's with David's. Can you imagine the hurt Ahithophel just had? That's not something you get over real easy. If somebody hurts your grandchild, what's Bathsheba supposed to do? Tell the king no? Think about it. She'd be dead. No, I'm not going, king. 
think I ever hit the fell. I can put myself in his position. I can understand why he would go with Absalom. You see, when sin's not dealt with, it comes back around and rears his head. When sin's not dealt with, it's going to cost you something later on in life. So now I hit the fell. He yokes up with Absalom the boy. Why? Because Absalom's trying to have a revolt. Absalom's trying to uh, dethrone David. And Ahithophel said, I remember what he did to my granddaughter. I'm with you, Absalom. When sin's not dealt with, it'll cause us grief. Twelve years after the affair with Bathsheba. Twelve years it took. Can you imagine Ahithophel's heart? When sin's not dealt with, it'll come back to bite you. If we sweep it under the rug, people make decisions based on those sins. I said statement number one, sin must be. Sin has to be. It happens in a moment. It has to be dealt with the moment it happens. I said statement number two, when sin is not dealt with, it will cause you problems later in life. And then statement number three, and I'll be done. You don't want to get to the point where you make decisions based on getting someone back. You don't want to get to the point where you make decisions based on getting someone back. Absalom was hurt because of his sister. He wanted to get dad back because he didn't take care of it. Ahithophel was hurt because David hurt his granddaughter. He wanted to get David back. His longtime friend and confidant. How many times do you think they had coffee together? How many times do you think Ahithophel and Absalom sat in the king's palace? 2 Samuel chapter number 15, if you would. 2 Samuel chapter number 15. Look at verse number 16. If you remember, David flees. He's not going to fight his son. So he flees. 2 Samuel chapter number 15, verse Number 16. And the king went forth, and all his household after him. And the king left ten women, which were concubines, to keep the house. And the king went forth, and all the people after him, and tarried in a place that was far off. Second Samuel chapter number 15, David leaves. Look at chapter number 16 and verse number 20. It's interesting how it all works out. 2 Samuel 16, verse 20, then said Absalom to who? Ahithophel. Remember, two guys that are hurt. Give counsel among you what uh, what we shall do. Notice verse 21, what Ahithophel said. And Ahithophel said unto Absalom, Go unto thy father's concubines, which he left to keep the house. And all Israel shall hear that thou art abhorred of thy father. Then shall the hands of all that are with thee be strong. And they spread Absalom a tent upon the where? Do you see the picture? Ahithophel says, Absalom, why don't you go take David's ten concubines on his rooftop. Where, in chapter number 11, was David 
when he saw Bathsheba. He was on the rooftop. You see the picture? The hurt of sin. My friend, it'll hurt you. If you don't deal with it as soon as it happens, it's going to keep lingering. It's going to come back to get you. Guys, do we have that picture up maybe? Did it come up? Can we put those on the screen? Beautiful family right there, isn't it? One of the best families in my church. You see that little boy? Second from the left. How old is he? He's 15. Three years ago, this October. Three years ago, this October, sin happened in his family. His, fa- his parents split up. That's his dad there, and that's their wedding day, and his, new, his wife, and that's his stepmom there. That young man, that's the first picture. My wife pointed it out. That's the first time we've seen him smile in a picture in three years. Why? Sin of hurt. Sin of hurt. Sin of hurt. They found his mom was cheating on his dad and left him. Three years it took to get that smile. Well, I thank God there's a God in heaven who still heals broken hearts. I thank God for that. Can I share something with you? I got this text today. I don't know about you, but it did something for me. His name is Caden. He's my buddy. He's going to start his freshman year in high school this year. And he's, I mean, I'm telling you, God's getting a hold of his heart. He is, he is listening to the things of God. He's reading his Bible. He's in Sunday school. I still teach the teenage Sunday school class. But here's what he asked me. He asked me this earlier Monday. He texted me this. He said, Brother Don. He said, hey, Brother Don, you know how people say if you believe the Bible, then you can you eat bacon. Is God saying that you can't eat animals in these verses? And he screenshotted me some verses of the Old Testament. And we, we talked about that, and I called him. He said, okay, I understand that now. And then he sends me this text today at 4.50. Hey, I was just wondering, what verses do I need to show somebody how to get saved? I sent him a copy of one of the back of our tracks. I said, who are you trying to sign up? He said, nobody. I just want to be prepared. Hadn't seen him smile in almost three years. I texted that to his grandpa. I texted it to his dad. I texted it to his grandma. His grandpa sends me a text back, man, God's got a hold of his heart. He asked me this week, he said, what time soul winning Saturday? He's coming with me. Three years ago, you ask anybody, he was hurt. But you know what? It's been a long three years for that young man. But boy, God's doing something in his life. I don't know who you are tonight and what sin has caused you hurt in your life. You may be here and a man has put a lady and a man may have put his hands on you, and I'm sorry for that. But that may be something in here you've just not been able to deal with. Can I tell you tonight, get some help. Because if you don't get some help for it now, it's just going to keep rearing its head up year after year after year after year after year. You may be here tonight and you got something in your life that you've hidden from everybody. Hey, your pastor doesn't even know it. Your, your Sunday school teacher doesn't even know it. Your wife may not even know it. Your spouse may not even know it. My friend, can I tell you, the day's going to come, it's going to come out. 
And when it does come out, my friend, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if it's not dealt with, just go ahead and get it dealt with. Hey, you don't want that testimony that David had in his life. I don't want my family to go through what his family went through. I don't want God to take His hand on my ministry because of my stupidity. And you don't want that either. I want the blessings of God on my life. And you want them on your life. And if you've got something that you're hiding in your heart, as David did when he went to the rooftop that night, get it straight. Your kids are not worth it. A little pleasure is not worth sacrificing your kids. You talk about putting a dysfunction in dysfunctional. That'd be David. My friend, the herd of sin. I remember the night we were having trunk or treat at our church. He got the call. We knew he was going to have his heart broken. And I remember standing in the parking lot of our church and seeing Jeff's truck pull off. And a tear in my eye, because I knew what he was going home to find out. The sin of hurt. The hurt of sin. For about six months after, he just had a glass look in his eye. Dropped 20 pounds, just like that. The hurt of sin. I wish you could know that family right now. Such a sweet spirit. Miss Sarah, his new wife. Same sin that happened to Jeff happened to her. God put them together. Now they're a beautiful family. Just serving the Lord together. Taught my Sunday school class again for me Sunday when I wasn't here. Never would have thought that three years ago. Just did a great job. See what God, thank God there's a God who can restore. But wouldn't it be wonderful if we never got to that point where we were hurt? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen. I don't want any of my church members to ever have to go through that again. And I know your pastor and his wife don't want that for any of you sitting in here either. But friend, if you're here tonight trying to hide something, you're not hiding it from God. You can hide it from this old preacher. He's leaving tomorrow. You can hide it from yours for a while, but I promise you, it's going to come out. Promise you. You say, Brother Don, you don't understand. I'm a Sunday school teacher. I'd rather give up my Sunday school class and get right with God. Brother Don, you don't understand. I'm a bus captain. I'd rather give up my bus route, get right with God, protect my family, and then later on pick it back up when God's delivered me from that than to ruin my family. You see, because those two little girls right there, they're watching everything dad does. And they're watching everything mom does. David couldn't say anything to Amnon. Why? A year later, he had done the exact same thing. My friend, sin hurts. That hurt of sin, it's got to be dealt with. It's got to be dealt with quickly. Number one, I'm done. Sin happens in a moment. It should be taken care of in a moment. Statement number two, <clears throat> when sin is not dealt with, it will cause you problems later in life. Statement number three, you don't ever want to get to the, to the point where you're making decisions based on getting someone back. Sin hurts. Don't hurt your family. Just get it right. Just get it right. Would you bow your heads, please? Father, I ask that you take what's been said.